0: Hi, and uh, welcome to the Good Drop Podcast. I'm Michael.
1: And I'm Stuart.
0: And this is our very first episode. Now, uh, you're actually listening to a bit that we've added significantly down the track to this because we feel kind of bad about the quality of this episode.
1: Yeah, uh, we're brand new podcasters and we... Honestly, didn't have any idea what we were doing, but we've just learned as we've gone along. So in this one, you'll hear us with plenty of nerves. And uh,
0: the uh, the audio quality is uh, lower than in our later podcasts. There were some technical difficulties. We've since ironed those out. So yeah, uh,
1: I've I've learned how to use the program we're recording. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Please uh, enjoy this episode and be sure to enjoy all the episodes that come
1: after it. Yeah, hopefully you are well informed.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening. Enjoy.
1: So you can talk the talk, but can you drink the drink?
0: Oh, I can drink the drink.
1: It's time for a good drop. I'm Stuart.
0: I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're here to talk about beer today. Uh, we've got a, we'll be talking about our good drop, our top drop, and our odd drop.
0: All right, now our uh, good drop for today is the Great Northern, which is uh, quite a pleasant lager.
1: Quite a pleasant from lager. From Funnel of
0: Queensland. We're a fan of it. It's a good price and it's a good beer.
1: Sure is. Uh, but we're not drinking that right now. We're actually drinking Asahi.
0: That's right. That is uh, one of our top drops for what? today. We have uh, two top drops, the Asahi and the Grolsch.
1: Grolsch. But we we couldn't uh, decide which, so we bought both and we, were, we had one each.
0: That's right. But uh, at the moment, we are drinking the Asahi Sukai, that's which is a nice, crisp, refreshing...
1: Just like it says on the label. Like
0: it says on the label, crisp, refreshing
1: lager. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a Japanese beer if you didn't pick it up from the name. And uh, Mikkel, you were in Japan recently, weren't you?
0: I was in Japan recently, and it was actually uh, quite pleasant to be able to drink Asahi at local beer prices. Because when, when you're used to paying premium import prices for a beer to then you know pay local prices, it kind of makes you feel special. It makes you feel like a local. A local. You know, to To be able to rock up to... A vending machine. And what? <laughs> and buy, a vending and buy machine. A can of masahi. Oh yeah,
1: they're they're everywhere it, it, in, in Japan. Are they like you in can, cans or are they in bottles? Or? Oh, cans.
0: Like a, you can you can buy a 500 mil can of beer from a vending machine in Japan.
1: That's a big can. That's a
0: big can of beer. It's only a couple of hundred yen. It's like five bucks maybe.
1: Do you, do do people depressed. drink it on the street?
0: Um. They don't generally drink on the, on the street. No, they they don't do much illegal in in Japan
1: at at all. So um, they don't just put the coins in and then or notes in and then uh, just pick it up out of the bottom of the vending machine and crack it right there.
0: No, everyone pretty much uh, behaves themselves over there. They they don't like Australians at all. If if we oh. could buy beer in vending machines, we would and we would do it at the age of ten. Let's be honest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's probably very true. Yeah, uh, liquor laws in Australia are a little bit backwards. We got uh, we got the last drinks, which is uh, I think at two a.m. at the moment, unless they've changed it again. Uh, I, yeah, the the lockout is at one a.m. Yeah, we have lockout laws, guys, because the government thinks we have a drinking problem.
0: And yeah, I think it's yeah two a.m. last drinks. And for some reason, people want to stay there until it shuts at five while they're slowly sobering up. But that's mainly because if you leave, you will get into a fistfight with someone who's far too drunk and waiting for a cab.
1: Easy does it. <laughs>
0: yes, I've gone too far.
1: Well, if if they're far too drunk, it's they're probably one of the 20% of men that drink 90% of Australia's beer. Mm, very true With the All 76 million litres of it
0: Yeah I mean, for, yes, for 47.6% of Aussie men do drink beer but what over, do
1: you, over a four-week period Over hey. a
0: standard four-week period, yeah standard.
1: Over a month Let's call yes. it a month
0: Over a month But when you consider 58.8% of men drink it in the period of a year. That's that's why we have to differentiate between the standard four week period.
1: But what about the ladies?
0: Ladies drink beer, don't they? Yeah, they they do. They do indeed. A uh, not a particularly high percentage though. Only eighteen point two percent of
1: women drink beer. Eighteen point two percent of women. Is that like uh, just these floating women's heads having uh, a little
0: percent is probably just the just the
1: the holding the the Just yeah. the hand holding. <laughs> Uh, yeah maybe we do have a drinking problem that's a whole lot of beer that that,
0: that is a, a lot of beer for 76 million liters in a country that only has 20 million people i thought
1: uh, i think we're up to about 22 million now oh that makes all the difference <laughs> <laughs> all those immigrants all right how was the weather in Japan? Was it crazy or?
0: Oh, oh! It was it was absolute insanity. Yes, when uh, when when I got there, it was beautiful. Well, slightly uh, spring springish. It was it was beautiful spring weather, basically. And I was warned that the weather changes really quickly. Mm. And in the four week period between when I arrived in Tokyo and when I returned to Tokyo to fly out again, the weather the temperature had increased by like fifteen degrees. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was like suddenly summer, and suddenly I I, summer. I had been warned that spring is really brief there, but I didn't expect it to
1: be quite that brief. But like a three day spring or something.
0: Yeah, three yeah, it's like winter and then spring and then bam summer.
1: Summer. Well, that's perfect weather to drink a sahi, isn't it?
0: That that is true. You do want a nice crisp, refreshing beer in the summer. Not to repeat ourselves. Not, not to repeat ourselves, but th- there really is nothing quite like a cold, frosty lager on a
1: hot day. Can't argue with that. Yeah, I do prefer stronger, darker beers when the weather gets colder. Just, I guess, when, when drinks are colder, it, you tend to have less flavour in them, or mm. you need more flavour in to counteract the cold.
0: Yes, yeah, very very... Uh... Very true, and then of course you get uh, your stouts that generally aren't that cold when you drink them. Mainly because, like, like with Guinness, by the time they've actually finished pouring the pint, it's down to room temperature because it does take
1: because you got to wait for the bubbles yeah, to settle. Exactly, it
0: takes quite <laughs> some time for the for them to actually pour a pint. Yeah, you, know, you order it, you go to the loo, you come back, they've finished pouring, and you and you're good to drink it.
1: You you only need to go to the loo. I've I've ordered a plate of hot nachos, and it's come out before my beer.
0: But of course, that's that's what you want. But you, you don't want to order food because the beer is food. If it's a stout, that's yeah. that's a beer you drink with G- a knife G- and fork. G-
1: Guinness is bread in a glass. Yeah.
0: All
1: right. So let's talk about some history. You ready for some history? Oh yes, let's let's
0: hit up some history here because. Uh, Beer, beer is, is one of, one of, of the th-
1: oldest drinks ever. <laughs> it one is. of the oldest alcoholic drinks.
0: Yeah, dating back to before 5000 BC. That's old. That that is a very old beverage.
1: That's that's older than a few things. Well, maybe. Is it older than the pyramids?
0: That we don't know. I mean, but probably not. May, would the pyramids have been built if beer existed?
1: Beer Yeah, very tr- very true. Mm. Got to keep the slaves pacified, I hear.
0: Oh, yes, true. They, they may well have pacified the slaves with beer. I mean, get, uh, cons- get them drunk so they fall asleep. Well, considering that um, pretty much every different society in the world has accidentally discovered beer at roughly the same time they discovered grain just mm. because of the Cereal. tendency of cereals to um, automatically ferment when they come in contact with wild yeast.
1: Yeah, we're talking about cereal crops, not uh, cere- breakfast cereals like you'd see in the supermarket. I don't think they had Cocoa Pops and uh, Frosty something or others.
0: Yes, don't back uh, in the fifth don't century add yeast to your that's, <laughs> It's
1: Fifth BC. It's
0: not a good idea.
1: I don't know. Maybe that's a that could be a thing. Alcoholic
0: breakfast cereal.
1: Alcoholic breakfast cereal for those among us that just don't want to go to work.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see that uh, taking off,
1: actually. So, beer is quite a simple drink to make. As Mikkel said, it's probably made by accident, initially anyway, uh, with probably wet wet barley and other cereal crops just collecting wild yeast. Uh, So, we got, you get a pot. You get some malted barley and you soak it in hot water to release the malt sugars. And then you add some hops and boil it. And then you cool it down. And when it's room temperature-ish, you chuck in the yeast and seal it up. Simple.
0: And then you just wait and hope it doesn't explode while it's fermenting. Boom.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the top beers in Australia.
0: The number one most popular beer in Australia, Carlton Draft, is of course a draft. And then we have the Cooper's Pale Ale.
1: Which is a Tasmanian beer. Which
0: is a Tasmanian beer, yes. Amazing. And Tasmania have long been producing quality beers. In fact, it is the home of one of the, sorry, the oldest brewery in Australia. The Cascade Brewery, which was established in South Hobart in 1832 and is still operating to this day. That's a lot of beer. That is a lot of beer. I I can only imagine how much beer that have produced in that time. And uh, funnily enough, Cascade is in fact the most popular beer manufacturer in Tasmania. But who would be surprised by that?
1: It's, It's their beer. Yeah, well, if I was in Tasmania, I'd certainly be drinking Tasmanian beer.
0: Well, yeah. I think it's, it's a beer you can be proud of, really, yeah. isn't it, when
1: it's been around that long. When in Rome.
0: Indeed. When in Tasmania, do as the Tasmanians do. So,
1: we've been holding off on uh, f- on drinking this odd drop, and I've almost finished my Asahi. So, when, when this is done, um, I'll be tracking our odd drop for the evening.
0: Now, I have already partaken in the odd drop. We felt it necessary that we not both consume it at the same time, so we can take a uh, objective view of it. And uh, the odd drop this evening is the Sheepshag is Gold from Scotland.
1: A Scottish beer. It's... No. Yeah, we picked it because of the funny name, and... The funny name.
0: Yeah, pretty much the the <laughs> funny name and that it's from Scotland. Scotland being the home of many funny things like golf. Really? Golf? Oh yes, golf. golf was in fact invented in Scotland. I mean, who else would say, I'm going to take this tiny stick and hit that tiny ball, try to get it in that tiny hole and decide to put in a tiny flag that you can see in the distance to give you hope. That maybe, just maybe, you'll get it in there in one shot.
1: And here I was thinking it was just a... Uh... Uh, version of croquet that that really hit it off.
0: Oh, well, who knows if it was? I mean, the the Scottish don't like croquet. The, well they don't like the English? Hmm. At least traditionally, I, I imagine that may have changed now. But traditionally, it hasn't. It hasn't. Oh well, there we go. Now I I would like to talk about the sheepshagger's gold. All right, tell plus, me about the sheepshagger's gold. But I shan't I shan't speak of it until. We've both had it.
1: Oh man. I hope it's good. So oh I really I, hope it's good.
0: I, I will say that. I will <laughs> say that it's good. I won't say anything else. Oh, but it's you're building it up, guys. It I was surprised at how good it is. Ooh.
1: I'm I, excited.
0: I, I wasn't expecting much from something called Sheepshagger's Gold. I mean the gold the gold is suggestive that possibly there's some something fantastic in there.
1: The, There's a lot of things that have gold in the name that are absolutely terrible.
0: Exactly. So my hopes weren't high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a Queenslander. I've drunk Four X Gold. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a beer. It, it's a beer. It's a pretty average beer. It's it's above average when you drink it icy cold on a hot day.
1: It, it's drinkable in an emergency, or if you haven't got a very sophisticated palate. Or if it's Australia Day Or it's Australia Day Yes
0: In which case really If you're not drinking Forex Gold Or VB Or Cascade Or something else That's Owned and brewed locally mm. You're not doing justice To Australia Day
1: Point of trivia though uh, You know how everyone uh, Thinks Australians drink Fosters Yes We actually do drink Fosters It's just not called Fosters here It's called Crown Lager
0: Mm, very true. And it's
1: served in a glass bottle, yes, not a can.
0: That's right. It's it's a nice bottle. It looks classier. But the reality is that Crown Lager is just Foster's that's been aged longer.
1: Hmm. I was surprised to hear that because I actually like Crown Lager.
0: Mm, as do I. But as do I. It's.
1: I I have to reevaluate my opinions of drinking fosters now
0: now our silent shame as long as we don't tell anybody else dear listeners don't spread this around don't tell anyone else (laughs) about this (laughs) then it can be our silent shame together that crown lager is actually not that bad it's kind of good
1: they serve it in aluminium cans on a plane
0: oh yes they serve everything in aluminium cans on a plane well except for the tiny bottles of whiskey like
1: no i mean it's an aluminium bottle Aluminium. Uh, you bottle? know how the the Crown Lager shaped bottles. Oh uh, yes, they have a, a tapered end uh, versus your classic, I guess, beer bottle shape. The, they, the, uh, well, if they serve them, the uh, aer- airplane companies, uh, yes, they serve Crown Lager in an aluminium bottle.
0: Right, with with the tapered can same shape same shape same shape but, same it's, beer. but it's a can
1: but it's a it's a bottle Well, then, then it's, it's not a bottle the same. made of aluminium I
0: mean, you put anything in aluminium and it's not the
1: same <laughs> no it, t- it does <laughs> taste different it's got that aluminium taste but yeah, yeah it's a, it's quite a solid can a well, can in air quotes yeah
0: in, in, in air quotations that, that is that is surprising that they would make a bottle shaped quote unquote can
1: alright ladies and gentlemen I think it's time. It's time We've for built the this up shaggers. long enough.
0: Yep. So when, when you get the sheep shaggers, you've uh, got to fetch me out another of our uh, top drops, the Grolsch.
1: Grolsch. Well, I'm a little attached.
0: Yeah, All so right. while Stu takes off his headphones, heads towards the fridge to fetch the sheep shagger and a Grolsch I will continue stopping there from being dead noise on the air by speaking endlessly about nothing. No, I will actually throw in a handy little bit of information about uh, the popularity of beer drinking among women, where apparently it it is growing uh, 18.2% of women drink beer. At the moment, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's more than it used to be. Sure is.
1: I think more pe- more women are just getting used to the taste, or uh, beer just being so popular that they just have to drink it because sometimes it's the only thing on offer. Mm, that's that's very true. I mean, or, there's or it's some uh, awful super sweet, uh, super sweet quote unquote girly drink. Yes. Well, cider ciders are becoming really, really popular now. Oh, increasingly so,
0: which is why our next episode will in fact be... Cider!
1: Cider, time. So,
0: we'll try not to talk about it too much today.
1: No, we'll, we'll give you a rundown of the history of cider next week. Next week. But suffice to say,
0: I would, I would guess that since a number of you know, weddings and things, people tend to provide beer and wine. Beer and wine And a lot of women Are very picky When it comes to wine Mmm
1: Well everyone's picky When well, it comes to wine You everyone, can't drink true. Shitty mm. Cheap Wine
0: Yes And the, the selection of wines At weddings Tends to be quite limited Basically you get A house red A house white Well If, if you're lucky That's A Merlot And A Shiraz A Shiraz for, for your house reds And then the white's Probably Probably a Riesling
1: Mm, and or a uh, Pinot Pinot Grigio, or a, yeah, or uh, a, a Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you'd you'd be lucky to get a uh, semi Soft blanc. That's that's for sure. All
1: right, here goes. One Sheep sheepshag is <laughs> the sheepshag is gold. <laughs> so I just can't get
0: over the name. Cheers to the sheepshag is gold. Cheers. Alright
1: First impression It's got a Almost a nutty flavour Hoppy flavour It's, yeah, it's a nice beer Mm, It's a cold, cold weather beer It's got that sort of deep, rich Um Yeah, like a uh, definitely a ale.
0: Yeah, it's it's light but flavorful and I found it to be quite quite crisp but not uh, not, not in the same way as the Asahi. Mm. But
1: yeah, it's a, yeah, barley, it's got more barley Ooh. to it. Um yes, and, and- it, yeah, it's it's really good. Well, would, it says on the bottle the best beer bar none, but it, it it's up there. Look, I wouldn't I would say it's the best. I mean, it, the greatest, I, I would but, yeah, say that it really is good. the
0: best beer with a sheep reference in the name that I've ever had.
1: How many beers have you had with a sheep reference in the name?
0: That's the first. But... <laughs>
1: you set it in the bar real high, buddy. Set in the bar high. Real yep. high. And just in case you were wondering, it's a vegetarian society approved.
0: So there you go. No meat products in it at all. Poor sheep. Poor sheep, yes. Poor sheep. It would appear it's only the sheep that... Uh got shagged in the making of the sheep shag is gold but that's still vegetarian, still vegetarian.
1: alright let's have a look at a bit of beer etymology the word beer comes from an old Germanic language uh, yeah variations used in continental Germanic languages like German and Dutch but not in Nordic languages Uh, The word was imported into the British Isles by tribes such such as the Saxons. It is disputed where the word originally comes from. But if it comes from the greater German area, the Germanic area, one would assume that it would come from... That area, if the word well, comes from that area.
0: Yes, I, I would assume so. And uh, considering the tendency of the English language to... Uh, Pilfer. Yes, to, to beat up other languages and go through their pockets for loose vocabulary, then I, I would say that it probably is a Germanic word. Yeah.
1: English is good at that.
0: It, it is, it is indeed. It's quite the hodgepodge of... Uh, bits and pieces from all over really as as are a number of Australian beers I suppose a mix and match of different things learnt from all over the place and then some beer companies are a mix and match of a number of companies as well I uh, believe Carlton United Breweries is a fantastic example of a hodgepodge brand brand, indeed one that uh, actually formed at the start of the 20th century, from a number of uh, small commercial beer brewers who decided that there wasn't enough money in making small amounts of beer to sell to small groups of people and instead decided to form together into a uh, Conglomerate. Cartel, oh, cartel of independent I was brewers close. that was called the Society of uh, Melbourne Brewers. And uh, oh no, I've mistaken my information, but uh, it was formed in 1907, yeah, from a cartel of small independent brewers. And then over the following centuries, they bought out a number of competitors, uh, one of which was the Abbotsford Cooperative Brewing uh, Corporation, who uh, were purchased in 1924. And the I, the well, funniest
1: part about this story about Carlton United Breweries is that there was a, I guess, a, a startup that, or a group of uh, pub owners that started their own beer brewing company, uh,
0: to uh, to compete with the high prices that uh, Carlton United Brewery was charging.
1: Yeah, to compete against them. Yes, and then Carlton United Breweries bought them.
0: Yeah, which of course They wouldn't have been uh, Forced into that I expect they offered them Vast quantities of money And since money was really What they were in it for To begin with They folded like origami Mm.
1: Happens all the time
0: It does But on the plus side Now there are So many Beer varieties in Australia That they have to compete And we get the good prices We now enjoy
1: Yeah Good prices Definitely good prices Reasonable to say the least, reasonable. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yes. <laughs> Alcohol in Australia is very expensive compared to the US. Um, here at a pub, you would probably pay $7 for a schooner of average beer.
0: Um. No, oh, and in the US, it's way less than that—significantly less. A couple of dollars. Mm. Not that they call it a scooter over there, of course. But
1: what do they call it over there?
0: Oh, gosh, I don't recall
1: actually. But what kind of podcaster are you?
0: I know I should have looked that up. <laughs> I should have. I should have known what they call it. A pint is a pint. Pint is a pint because that's a standard, just standard, standard, unit, measurement. standard imperial measurement—a mm. uh, pint. Which is what they use, and ironically, since that's all I drink when I order a beer in a bar, it's I didn't pint. have to learn what the other things are when I was in America. I just got a pint. Hmm. That said, though, I'm, I'm not inclined to uh, to drink American beers, really. that they, they remind me of uh, sex in a canoe.
1: Sex in a canoe? Yeah, it's that's fucking the close I to need. water. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was not expecting that one. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's have a look at we, some we beer have to basics. Do <laughs> How do you make this shit? We've got uh, hops, yeast, malt, sometimes barley. Uh, hops are from are flowers from the hop vine. Go oh, figure. Yeah. Didn't even know it was from a vine until today uh, you can find them from late August to early September sometimes in the wild it will climb trees really? commercially they're grown on long sturdy poles and the whole vine is har- harvested they have bitterness to the uh, to the wort and aroma and it's to stop it tasting too sweet Oh well, that that makes perfect sense really. Uh you've got yeast which is pretty self-explanatory. It's the uh the bubble bubble making alcohol producing mm. lifeblood. Yes, it the is drink.
0: the literally the live active agent within the beverage that makes it all happen. It's the party of the bottle without which none of it would occur.
1: And then there's malt. Uh, grains that are have been allowed to germinate before it's halted with hot air this turns the starches into sugar which allows the yeast to feast Uh, so you just you sterilise your bucket you just need sugar in the form of malt extract a bittering agent such as hops doesn't have to be hops but that's the most common and some yeast. All right, guys, now it's time for some booze in the news. And today's news comes courtesy of abc.net.au. a u. Let me start that URL again. I had too much beer, guys. My tongue's getting tired. The Sheep Gold is actually really good.
0: It, it is. It, it is a uh, fantastic, fantastic beer, the Sheep Shaggers Gold.
1: Thanks for keeping it a surprise. Oh, I had to. I had to. <laughs> I, I was surprised.
0: You needed to be as well.
1: Yeah. All right. abc.net.au Australian indie beer brewers urged to focus less on craft, more on knowledge. Australia risks having too many brewers plunging into a too crowded market with too little knowledge, according to the billionaire founder of one of the world's biggest craft breweries. Ken Grossman, who started California's Sierra Nevada Brewery more than three decades ago, says the Australian industry is in danger of following some of the U.S. industry's costly mistakes. Having watched the U.S. craft beer market boom to the point of oversaturation, Mr. Grossman said Australia should take heed.
0: Well, it, uh, it seems interesting to me that uh, beer is going in that uh, cyclical manner that a lot of things seem to go in, where it's it's come back to lots of small independent brewers and people saying well hold on that's not such a good idea because that that is as we mentioned earlier exactly how Carl, you know brewery started
1: Hmm. how ev- yeah everyone was brewing their own beer to start with and people decided oh let's let's sell this stuff oh wait there's no money in it mm. let's form a cartel and uh, and sell big Sell lots of beer to lots of people Yes And it worked And now we have the beer industry today But this guy, Ken Grossman Kenny He's like, well shit If he's, wait He's the, like, richest Or most successful beer Craft beer brewery He owns the most successful craft beer brewery In the world is it really craft beer when you when it when the company's that big?
0: Yeah, I think when, when you're a multi-billionaire and your company is hosting sporting events, you, you're no longer a small independent craft brewery. You you can't call yourself that anymore. No, it's it's gone.
1: To me, craft beer is, I guess, hand handmade, hand handcrafted. Hand I guess you could say. Yes, craft beer is made small scale. Small with, scale with
0: love and attention to detail. The, the things that you don't get when you move up to mass a... Mass market things. Yeah, mass bottling mm. brewery with... You know, something the size of the Castle Made United you know, Brewery. There's there's no love in that.
1: Yeah. But uh, he's, he's saying that in the past five years alone, the number of Australian independent breweries has jumped from 200 to 400. That's five years. A lot of businesses come and go in five years i doubt that another 200 or even even the doubling of the number of independent breweries is going to make that much difference he just doesn't want more competition well yeah that's what i would say
0: with uh, with consideration for um, the tendency of the current hipster market to uh want to try new things and always be the first have tried the new thing I I think that there's really no end of uh, new brands that could pop up and at least for a little while make something out of it
1: Mm. and he's like the article goes on to say that uh, people that people that are spending you know a couple of thousand dollars on a brewing kit and are just jumping straight into it have no idea what they're doing and aren't Spending the time to learn the learn the craft and create a consistent beer. I, to be honest, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I mean the. I doubt that a lot of them are going to stick around for a long time. Yeah,
0: I would say at the end of the day, the the market will decide. Like the mm. customers will decide if they buy a beer. And then they go a week later, and they buy that same beer, and it doesn't taste like the same beer. They're not
1: going to buy that again. True. But then some sometimes people like a bit of change. Mm, well, like, that, that's true as well. I guess as long as it's consistently good, not like good one week, terrible the next. Yes. Like it has to, it has to stay good as long as it. it I'm I'm probably an outlier on this though. If it if the flavor changes but it's still good, I will still drink it.
0: I I think uh either way there's there's definitely currently we believe a space in the market and this guy just doesn't want the competition as as we've said before. Mm. But uh, that that is our episode for the day. That's that's beer. Thanks for listening guys. Be sure to tune in next time when we talk about uh
1: A up-and-coming type of drink called cider.
0: Called cider. It has become uh, increasingly popular of late. So we're happy to talk to you about the many varieties of it next week. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast if you want to hear more.
1: And uh, follow us on Facebook for uh, more updates. And uh, maybe a bit of behind-the-scenes if you get lucky. Yes.
0: So until next time,
1: cheers. Until next time, cheers.